This is where the fun begins. General Kenobi! <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast of JoyClix. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined by my Chewbacca, Mike Connors. I was like this close to doing or my impression of Chewie, but uh, I didn't do it, so you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about Star Wars this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not doesn't seem like there's much Star Wars to talk about, but uh, every single week that I do this, it's, it's the highlight of it. Oh, for sure. I always look forward to it. And uh, there is a significant story to talk about as far as news goes this week. Uh, but we will get to that. Um, we're doing something a little different this week. We're recording in a different way, so... There might be some technical slowdown with the exit, but just remember that. Uh, but if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you want to help improve the show or get involved with uh, submitting questions and conversation topics to a new segment we're calling uh, Wills of the Force, spelt the fun way, uh, go to patreon.com slash joyclicks, and at the $2 tier, you can uh, submit questions and stuff. And we always love seeing the YouTube comments, you know, Jack, dedicated listener, always giving his thoughts on the uh, the comments of uh, whatever the topic is for the week. But we're going to dive into some news about a new holiday special, uh, and a small update about Alphabet Squadron. Then we're going to talk some Rebels, do a little update on our, our watch-along, and then we're going to hash out what we want to see out of the sequels to the sequels. That is a episode 10, 11, 12 trilogy. But before we get to any of that today, it's time for... From the Jedi Archives, Mike, why don't you lead us off this week? So I chose uh, somebody who's near and dear to my heart. Uh, at first, I was like, hmm, I want to get somebody from the Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, So I thought Watto. I was like, cool, Watto would be good. I was like, nah, too basic. Also, I got Watto right here. That is a gigantic Watto. For listeners, it is Wait, the size. Oh, I can see it. For listeners, it is the size of, like, one of the larger bottles of Coke that you'll get at a, at a gas station. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a Coke. Yeah, that is the size of a glass Coke bottle. Anyways, so I was like, well, you know, Watto's a little too basic. Uh, so I thought of somebody else who's, you know, also kind of basic, but uh, less so. Mm-hmm. Sebulba. Okay. So I chose Sebulba. Uh, he was a male Doug who hailed from the planet of Malastare. Uh, he was a vicious pod racer pilot who flew a massive orange pod racer with a split X configuration. He would often bump and smash his way through the competition. Uh, he did some illegal stuff. And yeah, that's basically it. Uh, classic character. We all know mm-hmm. him and love him from Phantom Menace. Uh, Especially when he gets blown up and he says poo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a good old-fashioned rivalry, rivalry with one Jar Jar Binks as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Pretty deal is like a... It was like some frog, right? Yeah, it was like I think it was like some squid frog delicacy. You know, there's not many oceans on Tatooine, so it was probably very expensive. Absolutely. But. Yeah, no, but uh, Wada, uh, Sebulba, definitely... Villain energy, for oh, sure. Oh yeah, big time. 
huge villain energy and uh he's just so evil i kind of i kind of admire it yeah he's got some ambition a sith would respect it well um for my poll i didn't pull a character this week but i did pull something that i felt was a little uh thematically appropriate life day life day yes all right uh life day was a holiday notably observed by the wookies of the forested planet kashik celebrations involved feasts and journeys to the tree of life um the place of worship once again was the tree of life traditionally but eventually it was observed throughout the galaxy and the significance of life day is it is the celebration of family joy and harmony values and tenets mike of the wookie culture if you were unaware um that's great i actually love i love that concept yeah um and of course we've seen it uh canonized for like for the first time officially in the new canon with uh mandalorian it was mentioned in life day you know they had an offhand reference um true yeah what does he say like oh uh i want i want to be home for life day or something yeah i think it was that initial bounty he gets in the first episode right he was talking about like yeah 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 so that was a fun little easter egg you know and um uh, one of our news stories this week is actually touching on again the further exploration of this concept in the new canon. That is that your uh, attempt or very successful attempt I say, <laughs> at a at a segue. It is now, Mike. Um, <laughs> so that does it for Jedi Archives for the week. But let's talk a little more about Life Day because listeners, viewers, if you're not aware, um, Life Day was initially conceptualized in the late 70s it was after the release of the initial star wars but before empire there was a televised holiday special i believe on abc starring mark hamill carrie fisher harrison ford um the main crew yeah everybody everybody was there uh i'm assuming peter mayhew was as well because it was a holiday special focusing on chewbacca and his family on the home of Kashyyyk, uh, I believe there was celebration, there were songs, there were toys. It's a cursed event. We have not seen it, so. I kind of, I, I need to see it before I see what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, it was announced over the weekend uh, that there's going to be a new Star Wars holiday special releasing this year, but in the form of Lego, which... I think is a great idea. I think if you're going to do this, this is the way to do it. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Let's get into a little bit of the details, though. So on November 17th of this year on Disney+, Plus, we're getting a 45-minute long holiday special. Now, why November 17th, you ask, Mike? I'll tell you. This is exactly to the date 42 years after the initial release of the original holiday special. That's awesome. Yeah. Same date. <laughs> that's really cool yeah isn't that cool yeah um and we do have a brief description of what to expect from this holiday special uh ray and droid pal bb8 head off on a quest to gain a deeper knowledge of the force but their visit to a mysterious jedi temple sends them careening through time and space ray interacts with luke skywalker darth vader obi-wan kenobi yoda and other characters in some of the franchise's most beloved moments as they try to return in time for a life day feast with her friends on Chewie's Wookiee home world of Kashyyyk. 
So, so I like how it has the uh, tie back to the original Kashyyyk mm-hmm. <laughs> Life Day event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my first question: If we're time hopping, do you think that Ray pops out? in the initial 42 years ago life day celebration and recanonized that monstrosity i don't think i don't think disney would do that <laughs> no i think i think they would want they would want to keep this one to themselves yeah i'm sure there's gonna be like a reference to that original one you know like some kind it of already joke. it already is yeah, in what, and of itself like a reference. fair point um what do you especially think if they're going to they're going to kashik for life day yeah, yeah 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 uh what do you think of the concept though um, I think it's cool. I mean, I I always enjoyed like the Lego Star Wars material. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch this. Uh, I I wonder how long it's going to be. Forty five minutes confirmed. Oh, okay, that's that's good. Um, I'm sure it'll be voiced. Uh, and I'm kind of interested because it's taking place after Episode Nine. Yeah, that's the interesting thing here because, again, we know from the video games, the comics, the books, expanded universe, this new era of Lucasfilm Disney are very strict, and or not even strict, but like they're very focused on making sure all the new content is canon. So yeah, as silly as it sounds, this is going to be canon. This is going to be an event that happens after Rey buries the lightsabers in 9, you know? Um, so I Will wonder... Be- Oh, go ahead. I think it will be like the only, the only thing, right? I can't think of anything else that takes place post episode nine. Like, this this is probably gonna be the only thing. So far, I think you're right. Yeah, there's no other confirmed material. Um, but I have to wonder. We we see that Ray's exploring more of the mysteries of the Force, right? That's what starts this entire journey. I wonder then if the whole fan theory about the world between worlds and kylo or sorry ben solo being stuck somewhere in between realities if this is going to lean into that at all if maybe she's going on this journey to find a way to resuscitate ben do you think that is a possibility i mean so here's the thing yeah they've released images from this Mm -hmm. have you seen them i i saw the main one where it was uh Finn, Poe, Ray, and Rose. Okay. There's like another one. Okay. Can I describe it? Please do. Uh, Alright, so it's basically like Jedi versus Sith on like a desert sort of plane. Okay. Uh, with like some characters that if you're thinking about post episode 9 should be dead. Okay. Uh, like Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. and like i can't think of anything else except for darth maul but okay. you know he should be dead uh so it makes me wonder maybe you're right maybe they do do some like world world between world stuff yeah because if this is a journey through time and space then anything's on the table for going back in time you know so exactly. i don't want to put too much stock out there you know of like people hoping for too much but like do you think there's a world where they use this as a way for ray to go back in time stop kylo ren from turning and then bring that version of uh ben solo pre-temple collapse into the future be like hey i turn into your girlfriend eventually 
just skip these few years come with me into the future and then we're gonna hang with the squad your family's gonna be happy <laughs> like do you think that's a gateway to an eventual sequel trilogy where ben soul is alive again after there were all these retcon rumors and spec or not even rumors just like pure speculation like do you think any of that comes from this well, first off, I sent you something. You should take a look at it. But And second of all, I think that's actually really interesting because I think there is a lot that they can do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think you kind of joke about it, but I wouldn't put it past Disney to do something. So To be, to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, no, uh, you know, <laughs> Darth Maul is alive or some, something like that. So I guess my last question then in terms of the the canonization of this event um do you think like we get anything substantial out of this or is this truly just going to be a feel-good thing because i honestly i'm not expecting any of the things i'm bringing up right now i think as a host it's a fun thing to talk about but like no i'm not really expecting much of the stuff that i'm talking about either but i think uh i think mostly it's going to be just a fun thing like yeah. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a holiday movie like mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah uh is it going to be without like some stuff that more involved fans will appreciate definitely it's a star wars thing mm-hmm. every star wars thing has those things uh i think i think just given the fact that it is canon right mm-hmm. and it takes place after episode nine i think it will have some ramifications on the universe as a whole i think either that or we'll get more insight into some character yeah but it could be cool you know i'm curious i don't think they've announced a voice cast um it would be cool if they got some of them back you know if it's just 45 minutes worth of story and who knows who has what screen time in this lego version but most of these actors are at home right now like you know it's like hey can you just record some dialogue <laughs> Um, that'd be fun, you know, because it's not like you can get uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega back on set for a live-action holiday special, but if they'd be down to go in their closet and record some VO, why not? I mean, I think I think that would be pretty good. Um, I'm not sure if they've if, if they've been out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll we'll see what comes of that. And it's funny that we started talking about <laughs> the post nine content because we are going to get to that a little deeper uh, in the later part of this episode i should i should say actually because i was looking for the answer to that question uh that thing that you brought up in this usa today article uh they say that uh this this person the source of theirs teases uh a few star wars movie actors will be reprising their roles i bet mark hamill's in this he's a big voice actor probably yeah yeah plus uh they did say that one of the fun like little set pieces is that we're going to see a post nine like experience ray interacting with more of a novice luke skywalker back in time so like having that dynamic of like hey you eventually teach me i'm seeing you when you were struggling like i was like kind of all over the place a mess like i think that's a fun dynamic to explore and that's really all i kind of want out of this i just want it to be fun same I think uh, I think it will be. Yeah. So. Uh, I just wanted to add that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, we do have a small news update. Uh, we're doing a Star Wars book club, right? Uh, we just read. Yes. 
Alphabet Squadron. We're currently on the road to reading and reviewing Vader Volume 1 by Charles Soule. So if you're interested in following along on that, that'll be reviewed next week. But uh, this week, we found out that the third book in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy is going to be called Victory's Price. The cover has been released, uh, same author, but it is featuring Will Lark, the A-Wing pilot of Alphabet Squadron on the cover. So that's all he's rocking it. He's rocking a sick beard. Yeah, dude. Um, I love the covers for this trilogy. I was like all three of them. I love how they look. No, they look really cool. I, I like how each of them. Like. They kind of like pick out one of the characters. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's Uh, a it's a it's a nice balance to give each one like a highlight you know because that was one of our issues i think when we talked about the book of like yeah it would be nice if we got a little more in depth but after seeing the second book and now the third book highlighting a specific character on the cover maybe that's giving insight into who gets more of the focus for the novel yeah mm-hmm. uh i'm excited to i'm excited to read the next one oh yeah me too i i liked alpha squadron a lot i've thought about it a handful of times since we reviewed it <laughs> so <laughs> it's plaguing the mind yeah um but that's all there is to update there um you know we got time for this one there's a feel-good story out there right now yeah uh george yeah, or like ellen yeah uh or like the last or the last minute of like 60 minutes <laughs> sure <laughs> you know how like you know how like news newscasts like they, I don't know. I'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent. Go for These it. Cast, like for 55 minutes, it's all like doom and gloom, and like the last five minutes, like a feel good story. Yeah, yeah. That's that's this. Um, so George Lucas, the maker himself, uh, we know his opinion now on the Mandalorian. We we know he visited set, so clearly he was like excited to be there. But now we know his opinion on the show and the finale. Because uh, an interview with Dave Filoni came out and they were asking him about his relationship with Lucas and how it's changed, evolved since the new era. And Filoni answered, quote, when I talk with him, I like to get more knowledge. He'll give me some reminders, especially before I shoot something about how many setups I should try to get in a day. And I might rack his brain for certain things about how to cover a scene. He's been very complimentary. I think he's enjoyed the show, and he said once that now he gets to watch it as a fan and watch it as a viewer. My job is to bring that knowledge forward and pass on what I've learned from him in every discipline to John and his creative departments. So, Lucas likes Mando. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not surprised that he likes it. Yeah, it's it's it really leans in aesthetically, I think, to what Lucas set up with a new hope you know especially the reliance on the desert and like the nature side of the galaxy um lots of forests and uh landscapes so i'm, I'm sure on that angle he likes it he probably likes the tone of it too so it's, it's cool to see him enjoying the the new stories i'm sure he loves the technology too oh yeah i bet he's all over that because mm-hmm. he, he must get a kick out of that yeah i saw a, uh, another quote too um which is worth tying in here uh favreau basically said that season three of mando will not be affected 
by COVID because of the way the sets work. Just yeah, they could just keep they can keep like less people on, I guess. Yeah, and just less travel. You know, you're going to a soundstage, and they have that 360 screen. It's wherever you need to be. You know, like you need to be a forest. Now the screen's a forest. You need to be Tatooine. Now it's Tatooine. Like that allows for less travel in general but then for the cast and crew like i'm assuming there's less of a crew in that space than there would be on location um and then for the cast it's like whatever regulations still have to be going on you know rapid testing constantly like uh a lot of the productions that are going on right now are doing but uh seems like we should be on track for season three uh that's good news yeah i'm excited i'm excited that season two is like coming out but like that wasn't it yeah i kind of like i kind of need that same yeah we're pretty close to it too like we don't know when in october i don't think but we're halfway through august right now dude yeah when are they gonna come out with like a like a trailer like what's going on so i think celebration was supposed to be sometime in august originally so i could see it hit at the end of august beginning of september because september is also when a bunch of these new lego sets drop like the the razor crest set is out in september so maybe you know maybe for some brand synergy because they still haven't really shown much of the lego star wars game either so like yeah i think that's also that comes out is it october i thought it came out in november you might be right. I'm not sure. It's one of those two, but I feel like the Star Wars marketing has to kick in soon, you know, because like even Squadrons we've only seen a couple times, so. Right. Yeah. They, they gotta. They gotta really kick it up, kick it in high gear there. I'm sure they will. But uh, speaking of kicking it into a different gear, Mike. Yes. Let's talk Star Wars Rebels. All right. Let's do it. So uh, we have been watching star wars rebels earlier this year at a very slow pace oh sure yeah (laughs) uh earlier this year we did our clone wars watch along which again wonderful experience acclaimed show um and we've done season one of clone wars so or sorry of rebels so far we are working on season two currently originally we're going to do a review of the whole episode or the whole season today however one we haven't had enough time and two I think there's a discussion to be had about Rebels in relation to Clone Wars in terms of a viewing schedule. You know? I I agree. I, yeah. I don't know exactly what you mean by viewing schedule. So but mm-hmm. I mean I think I I think it's less digestible. Sure. Like I'm about a little over halfway through season two right now but i think because of the way rebels is structured where it's less uh focused on arcs like there are episodes that connect to each other there's a through line to the whole season but it's less about format wise how clone wars was like okay this battle this storyline this week in the time span of this war um next arc two three episodes same sort of deal what this week was like on this front and on and on and on 
Rebels is more of like, hey, what job are we doing this week? And then at the end of the episode, what's the moral that builds into the rest of this continuing story about Ezra and the crew? And I think it's still good. Like, I think there's still merit to telling a story that way. I think, however, doing a in-review style schedule or more regular viewing, similar to how we did Clone Wars doesn't work the same and we knew that going in because we reformatted it but i still think now the format isn't quite the optimal experience i don't i don't think it is either i think it's a harder show to watch like we were watching the quote mm-hmm. so we've come to the decision to kind of slow it down yeah how that looks I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. That, what if you have any ideas, Christian? So, uh, yeah, I think honestly, what it might be is just maybe a recurring segment of like less of a big focus that we've been doing so far for the books and the season reviews or season yeah. review we've done so far, and more of a like maybe a check-in once in a while. It's like, hey, next week any standouts from the the episodes you were able to watch of rebels this week just so there's less pressure on it because i feel like it's hindering my enjoyment of this show because again of the way that it's formatted you know like yeah it, it almost feels like homework in a way yeah and that's not how we want to like that's not how we want to yeah and like i don't think that's fair to the show either because I, I do think it's a good show i just think it's not it doesn't lend itself well to binging you know it does it really doesn't yeah. um but i mean i think like it, it may be worth at some points to like talk about like some of the really big moments of that show because i've seen it before and like there are moments that are like really really massive. Mm-hmm. uh really really massive so uh maybe we can incorporate some discussion that way mm-hmm. i don't know what you think about that yeah i think that's a good point like um i think in the planning between episodes we could probably just text each other and be like hey i saw this episode this thing happened you want to talk about this during the episode this week because from what i've seen so far like the progression with ahsoka continuing to like check in with her again after season one teed her up at the end and you know obviously a significant chunk of her life has passed since we left off with her in season seven yeah she looks so different too yeah (laughs) um is really interesting and fascinating and i know where we're going with her i think for this season in terms of like the big moment because that was everywhere when that happened um yeah i think that's the season but yeah like in terms in terms of the follow-up side to clone wars i've still enjoyed checking in with her um, and she's still one of my favorite characters to come out of this series, you know? Um, and if anything, 2020 is the year of me falling in love with this character and her arc. So, uh, I think Rebels is doing a good job with that. And that's a good, like, point for me to continue watching and coming back to, you know? I still like the crew. I still like their dynamics with each other. Um, I gotta I, say one. I got, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say something about Ezra, but if you're gonna say something, go for it. I was gonna say, man, like this this show kind of makes me upset sometimes because I feel like the endings to every episode is the same. Like they 
they finish there you know there, there's not much conflict mm-hmm. many many at the time like mm-hmm. between the characters for a longer period of time like they just kind of like get sent on a mission and then like they like almost fail and like almost die and then like find a way out of it that's the end of the episode and then like repeat <laughs> yeah and again i think that's why it doesn't lend itself well to binging because there were there's been uh weeks since that first season review where i just like i watch maybe like one or two every other night and it's like that's that's fine i'm fine doing that you know checking in with this crew seeing some star wars adventures but like when we did the clone wars thing i would usually sit down for like 90 minutes maybe two hours and just like get through an arc so i think as a viewing experience it's definitely different and i prefer the storytelling of clone wars but that's not to say i don't think rebels is good i still think it is good and i still think it's like another pillar of new star wars and i respect what it's doing i just think it's a completely different experience personally yeah i mean i may just have not like not as fond opinions Mm -hmm. uh that's not to say that i don't like enjoy it sometimes i just like a lot of the times i think i'm not like super what was that you cut out for a sec oh a lot of the times i'm not like super into it to Mm -hmm. be honest i mean i just like i don't know i I'm picking up new things every time I'm watching it now. Like, mm-hmm. so I enjoy it in that way. And like, I also enjoy a handful of the stories, but uh, it's not, it's no Clone Wars. Bro. Yeah, it's not. And like, personally, I think that's fine. You know, like Clone Wars did its thing. This is something else. Um, and from what it seems. Yeah, I don't mean, I don't mean to be negative here. Oh, no, I don't think you're being negative. I just think it's a preference, you know, like, because even me, like, similar to what you said when we did our reviews, even when we talked about episode nine, and you're like, if it's a Star Wars movie, I'm still going to have an okay time watching a Star Wars movie, even if I don't like it necessarily. So I think that's where I'm at with the animated stuff. Granted, I haven't seen Resistance, so that could change, but like, (laughs) yeah, um, this is like this is fine like i view it fully as like star wars filler kind of with some nice nuggets about ahsoka and occasionally some stuff with ezra like it's it's like if you only ate french fries right like it's still okay like you're still enjoying yourself it's like oh man i love french fries but like maybe they're like or ida french fries right like they're frozen french fries it's not like you're going to get some elite five guys or wendy's french fries exactly yeah so or yeah what elite french fries you mean mcdonald's french fries bro they're fine are you serious they're fine dude (laughs) wait you don't like the mcdonald's french fries half the time they're cold they get cold very fast so what's your preference uh you probably wendy's in terms of like the Uh, drive-thru ones it's wendy's i think and then honestly you want some hot takes right now? I think the Burger King yeah. fries are underrated. I like the Burger King fries. Oh, okay. I'll take that. That's I always good. get hate for that. I was like, yeah, Burger King fries, honestly, give me those. Clone Wars I'm is Burger Bur- King fries. <laughs> I'm a Burger King apologist. All right. Okay. Um, 
but where did you leave off i know you're a little more behind where i am but is there anything notable that stood out to you in your uh continuing viewing of season two yeah i gotta say i'm like six episodes into it mm-hmm. uh from what i can recall like i i really like the episodes with like rex mm-hmm. and you know the uh the tactical droid like they have to, i don't know i just like that that stuff that's yeah. cool so it's funny you say that too because like you originally watched this show without season seven so like how is that seeing rex without the context of how he handles order 66 interesting like i i don't know how some of it doesn't ever explain exactly Mm -hmm. what happened so it's not necessarily like breaking some sort of continuum Mm -hmm. however it doesn't explain really how the other clones got their inhibitor chips out okay you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 so i wonder if maybe bad batch deals with that a little bit because you and i speculated a bit when the announcement happened of like okay maybe the bad batch since they've been mutated maybe they don't have inhibitor chips or maybe the mutation counteracts them because the inhibitor chip is designed for specifically the genome of the clones so maybe sometime in the bad batch series we dive into that explanation but yeah i'm with you i like the rex stuff too like again it might just be my clone wars bias but like anything that feels like or deals with characters from that show i greatly enjoy you know and i I still think there is merit again to ezra and kanan and hera's and the group's story like i still like these characters it's just it's a different experience for me i did make one observation uh like you know how they like that one clone like goes crazy when they see Kanan mm-hmm. and Ezra. Rex doesn't go crazy, so it makes me wonder. Like, did 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 they get their inhibitor chips taken out? Good point. I didn't pick up on that. Like, maybe they did. That could be cool if that's like, the answer. Rex, Rex didn't like go crazy, so right. that explains that, right? Mm-hmm. And we already we already know confirmed. So like, I don't know, man. Just yeah. a thought. Well, um, I guess final question before we move on to our big big topic. Do you think? I think we know the answer to this, but do you think the Bad Batch series is more in line with the like serialized or arc type storytelling from Clone Wars? than rebels is like mission of the week i kind of hope it's more arc like yeah i th- I think that's probably the intent you know if you're picking up with those characters from like a direct follow-up to that show and then all the positive reception of season seven like i think that's probably the direction they'll go yeah i think so too so speaking of going new directions though our main topic mike you brought this up to me and the second I read that text, I was like, "We have to do this." <laughs> um, I think it's a good. I think it's a good topic. 
Yeah, so we're going to try doing this a couple times in the coming weeks of just like a what if topic, you know, just diving in. We, we tried this before. We did like the whole like what should they explore multiple timelines. But you brought to the table the topic, what do we want from the sequels, sequel trilogy? The inevitable sure. continuum of the Skywalker saga, the episode 10, 11, 12. What do we want? What do we expect? I think the first question is, is it inevitable? I think so. You think so? Yeah, like, I I think it's gonna happen eventually because these movies will never stop. You know, it's like, it's just like Marvel. It's like the MCU, you ha- like, <laughs> as, a, as a Marvel fan, I came to this, like, I came to terms with this. They're gonna be making MCU movies far after I am dead. Like, yeah <laughs> like that's something you accept and I, I think as a star wars fan especially in the new era it's like okay star wars movies will continue way after gen z's gone like like that's gonna be a thing that keeps on going i just kind of hope that like they take different directions but i don't want them to stop i'm not mm-hmm. saying they should stop making star wars movies, but like i don't want to see a 10 11 12 like figure out something else uh, would you be okay with it if we took a decade off, did like a different trilogy, did this Ryan Johnson trilogy, did some solo TV shows, did a couple other spinoffs, and then eventually came back to 10? No? Nope, nope. I don't care. Because what is it going to be? Like, what is it going to be? It's going to be some, like, contrived plot that doesn't make any sense. I, I assume. See, uh, Mm-hmm. about about you know these characters that like are kind of lame in comparison to some other characters. so go with me on this i think there's yeah. a lot of potential with a 10 11 12 because i think that people love making comparisons right to the sequel trilogy as being hd remakes of the original trilogy right just like the same themes, the same story beats, same character archetypes. Like people like making that comparison a lot, whether or not you agree with it. I think they're ha- they have a good opportunity now, in the year twenty twenty, to follow up this trilogy, the way Lucas originally pitched following up four, five, six, right, and telling maybe the initial. I know I'm saying a lot of numbers. The initial, what would have been seven, eight, nine, for Han, Luke, and Leia, but with the analogs of Rafe and Poe. Yeah, but like, would that work though? I think it would if you brought in someone like George Lucas to do the story and then fill in that story they tell with what his original idea was. You know, we talked about that a little bit, like his outline of shrinking down to the mini blood cell cities that live in the forest like all that weird stuff like i think there's potential to explore whatever was originally the intent of luke skywalker's post episode six adventures but with ray now i think there's more interesting stories you could tell in there there's things i'd want to see that aren't necessarily like just filling in again an analog for the original sequel trilogy plans but i think these characters at least the trio um they're well known enough at this point that 
10 years from now, the people that were introduced to Star Wars through these films, and fans like us who enjoy some aspects of the sequel trilogy or people who enjoy all of them, one of them, two of them, like will be nostalgic enough in a while that seeing them return, I think would have some effect the way that we get excited when like, it's like, oh, Hayden Christensen might be in the Kenobi series. Like, I think there's going to eventually be a time where that iron is hot enough to strike and you can do it in an interesting way with some time away from the whole Palpatine mess. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you make a good point. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) I just, I guess I'm coming from the point of like the present, like the present me Mm -hmm. is saying, is saying, I don't want to see that. Maybe it is. I'm just burned. Yeah. Right. Like maybe I'm just, maybe i still i'm just i'm feeling a little hurt Mm -hmm. from what they did to to us what they did to us (laughs) i'm kidding but uh the 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 reality is that time period is ripe with cool ideas and adventures yeah and that mouse loves making money man Mm mm-hmm He's going to find a way to exploit it somehow. So I, mm-hmm. I only have one. I only have one real thing that I want to see. I don't really care what they do, mm-hmm. but if they bring back the original, not, I shouldn't even say original. If they bring back like Ray Finn Poe, mm-hmm. they got to make my boy Finn a Jedi. Oh, absolutely. That's I'm going off this whole thing under the assumption that episode 10 picks up with Finn on a mission as a jedi already yeah they have to if, if they don't do it i'm out yeah no no I'm, i'll like i'll stop being a star wars fan. no mike here's the thing i'm i'm truly i'm thinking that i know that some of these actors are tired right now like john boyega has been wild and he's having a great time you know he's like i'm done for now or maybe forever oscar isaac probably doesn't want to come back um daisy ridley i'm sure is she, we know she's been traumatized by this fandom but like I, I feel I, bad for her. Oh, me too, man. But like, we saw it happen, I think, with every single generation of like, hey, I'm tired of this, but eventually they come back, right? Like, Harrison Ford came back, you know? Like, even Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, they were tired. They came back. I think I think if anybody's going to come back, it would be John Boyega. Yeah, that'd be dope. So I, I do think if 10 happens again, this new trilogy, I think it is like maybe not a full-blown Jedi council again, but I do think we have like Ray is the master. Uh, Finn is a knight, you know, and maybe we have like a Jedi Knights of the round table type deal. Like maybe not a full-blown council or an army of Jedi, but we have like a decent number maybe, yeah. you know? And like, I think there's some interesting stuff you can do there. I think that, is an era and a concept that hasn't really been explored much like we have the grand scale of the prequels we have the remnants of the original trilogy and i think the sequels even still kind of feel like they're dealing with remnants you know like we never really have a full triumphant like the jedi are back moment yeah Um, well i think I, i think if the jedi were to come back that'd probably be bad right yeah and then i think again you can probably pull on the seeds of eight and talk about how ray created a new thing it's like okay yes jedi in name but we 
believe that not everything is black and white like there are certain situations you know yeah yeah but i think having like an operating council of jedi existing in a new world like that is a really exciting idea and i have a fondness like i still like ray and finn and that whole group enough that i'd love to see them come into their own in like a later stage of their life like 30s and 40s being like their prime as jedi like that could be really exciting they had i don't think they had time to like develop as characters yeah so it would be interesting to watch them do that mm -hmm. i kind of want to see if they do go jedi council route i want to see ghost luke and ghost yoda on <laughs> the jedi council that'd be cool that's what i want to see that'd be cool um but yeah, I, I do think there's potential, you know, and I, here's the thing that I really wanted because I was always under the assumption that 789 was going to be, again, the first trilogy and then we get a sequel trilogy about the redemption of Ben. Like, yeah. my whole idea was that I thought what was going to happen was we get 789, maybe by the end Kylo is turned or um, dies, and then or like they team up and then realize there needs to be a new order because this new threat appears. So I think 10, 11, 12, we have to deal with a new threat. No Sith, no remnants of an empire first order, nothing with red lightsabers. I think you do something new, like an alien invasion in Star Wars. I think that's a yeah, cool they concept. Did, they did that. They did that in uh, Legends. That was the Yuzang Vong. Okay, I did not know that. Like an extra galactic yeah. uh, alien alien race that comes and basically like just messes everybody up yeah because how interesting is that of a concept for star wars like having this new foreign presence come in that's intimidating and terrifying nobody has any answers to it, you get a new mystery there you get a new threat and you deal with this new form of the jedi in a familiar way because you tie it to the sequel trilogy and then it's this new that everybody wants you know and i feel like you get redemption almost for the people who didn't like eight or nine you know yeah i mean at the end of the day if it makes it if, if it, you know if there's more star wars because of it then that's kind of a win yeah mm -hmm. uh you know there are some things that i want to see like uh i think i think it would be cool if they're if they're gonna do it i think they should probably get like ray Fo uh finn and poe mm-hmm and if they don't make my boyfriend a Jedi, then I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. He's he's absolutely going to be one. He has to be. What color lightsaber do you want him to have? Uh, ooh. Honestly, I feel like he's blue. Yeah, I think you're right. I was going to say, like, get weird with it, you know? Pull from some more, like, Fallen Order colors. Maybe get, like, magenta or something. Or, like, an orange. But... No, no. I think he, I think he's blue, dude. I, I gotta say, I, I do think he's blue energy, and I also think uh, it would look good because Ray, we know, has a yellow lightsaber. That's true. That's that's a good point. But uh, That's my favorite lightsaber color. Yeah, yellow's hot. Final question for you. Yep. In 10, 11, 12, do you want Ben yes. Solo back as a corporeal form? Oh, like a uh, like a Robo Ben? No, like a person, like in oh. in the flesh. <laughs> you can touch I him. Say, I was gonna say like, or or what if he's like a cyborg? He's like part. 
she and part human. That would be great if there was part human left. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he disappeared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't want to see Ben Solo at all. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe as a Force ghost. It's fine. But, like you said, I kind of just want to see, like, something new. Yeah. And I, I don't really want to see Kylo Ren or Ben Solo in the flesh. Yeah, I think it'd be nice if we do deal with, like, a new order. Maybe he is a, a ghost or something, like the other ghosts we've seen, but... Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential still with these characters and still exploring new. Um, and I think it's... I do think it's inevitable, personally. It's only a matter of time. I think it's like a decade away, at least. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, too. I think it's like 10 years from now. Really far away. Yeah. Well, uh, until then, Mike, uh, where can the people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris N. Buckley, and you can find both of us in the flesh on youtube.com slash joyclicks, where there are a variety of other shows. And, Mike, here's a challenge. Okay. This, this podcast does very well on the audio format. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Sure. They're, we do numbers, right? We do. We respect it. We love it. We appreciate it. The YouTube channel... We're basically we're basically ballers. Yeah, essentially, the YouTube channel JoyClicks YouTube.com/slash/JoyClicks, where this podcast is hosted in video form, is very close to two thousand subs. So listeners, that's huge. Yeah, listeners, if you want to be involved, if you don't want to go to Patreon, you can just go to YouTube.com/slash/JoyClicks. You could sub. We're like one hundred fifty away. That's uh, that's what I call hashtag join the movement. Yeah, <laughs> rise up. <laughs> so so dumb <laughs> yeah uh, but um, seriously yeah. yeah and again all the support for the show is appreciated greatly uh we love y'all and um yeah that's gonna do it for this week so uh next week again reviewing vader volume one by charles soul look forward to that but until then we're fine everything's fine how are you may the force be with you now let me figure out how to end this uh it's so much easier on my end I know, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're still rolling. I'm trying to get the outro to go again. <laughs> Why is this not working? Hold on. Hello there. There we go. Oh my God, Christian, we were screaming, we were streaming on YouTube the whole time. <laughs>